I just want to encourage you today, listen, we're, it's funny, we're, as we move closer to Easter, I just think of every day's Resurrection Sunday, every day's Resurrection Day. I, I don't know, I'm preaching four weeks, this will be my third week, but we talked about partaking of the divine nature, and then last week we talked about being raised with Christ. And so today I want to talk about being enthroned, and I want to go back, and I'm going to clarify again, because Jesus is the one that's on the throne, but we are seated with him in heavenly places, is that right? And so I just want us to have a mindset that the Holy Spirit uh, is going to... See, I think all of our identity needs to come from these very things just centered about the resurrection, because, because... Because I really believe if the, if the church knew, if we understood in fullness what it looked like, resurrection power in our lives, we wouldn't be powerless. So I can say some things today that will make you say, wow, I probably need to look at that. And uh, the, the Spirit of God wants us to get great understanding because most of the time... We are not out of our minds for him. We're out of our minds for something else. And God's trying to get into our mind. He's trying to get in your head. <laughs> Come on. You've heard that before, right? To, you know, when opponents are trying to get into your head. Well, he's not fighting with you. He wants to get in your head for real. And he wants to dominate your thought life. He wants to dominate every part of your life. And I just want to give you a perspective. Why am I saying being enthroned with him? Jesus Christ is on the throne, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But I just want you to partake and understand with me for a minute that God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You are, you are body, mind, and spirit. And I just want to explain something for a minute because what happens is we don't have this concept. Listen, the Father created, remember uh, Genesis 2 when he created man, it says that the light that he breathed into Adam, he breathed into man, and he became a living being. Well, let's just take apart that word being. See, really what happened was he became a living soul. So your body, I just want you to think of things in, in a certain way tonight, okay? Father released soul to you, who you are, really. It's who you are on the inside. But the, the Holy Spirit should be dominating. And then the flesh, this is why, this is what's so beautiful about Jesus, is he came to bring the reality of resurrection to your flesh. Are you with me? Are you all right? Because I, I feel like we need to get understanding with that because when the, the Spirit of God really gets into us, this is why John uh, G. Lake had this understanding of the God-man. Not that we are gods. Well, actually, the scripture does say we are God's little g, right? But the reality is that the Spirit of God is dominating us in such a way that Christ is manifest through us. And so we go, well, what, how does that look like practically activating in my life? This is to bring excellence in all things in your life. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God wants you to walk in excellence in every single thing. That doesn't mean all of us... Uh, no, it does. I'm going to back up. It means all of us should be walking in healing, divine health, but in even greater, an even greater truth, like I said last week, is resurrection life, which there is no sickness, right? We don't have to worry about divine health. I talked about having a divine nature, and I know I'm out there. I'm out there, right? It's okay, but this is, this is when, we, when Jesus comes, we will go with him and we will meet him in the air, right? When he's coming, we meet him in the air. You will meet him in a resurrected body. Doesn't matter if your grandmother who was holy, my father was Holy Ghost filled. He was spread all over the, all over the ocean. I, we put him in the ocean. That's where he wanted to go. Spread my ashes in the ocean. I think it was illegal, but we won't go there. The reality is all those atoms, don't you think God is big enough to bring all those atoms up out of the water and 
make my father whole again up in the air with him, right? I'm just saying, so we have to have a concept of this, that the spirit of God wants to get fully inside of us so that you live and you dominate and you excel in life, <laughs> in everything, right? So that the old mindset, the old things, this is weighing me down. That thing weighs about 10 pounds. Feel free now. Handcuff. The reality is he wants to pull us into new thinking so that we can walk in the fullness of who he is, right? So basically, really, this is going to be a, it's raised with Christ part two. But I want, to, I want you to understand that the throne of God is the place where you rule and govern from. What does that look like? You dominate everything that's coming to affect you in your life. How many in this, in this room have a past? Everyone raise your hands. Come on, just be movement. I just want to see movement. You have a past, right? And, and some of our pasts have been traumatic. Some of our pasts, we had a good upbringing. We had good parents. Some of us did not. So there's always things, right, that God is trying to dominate. I, I know I don't like that word. Dominate. But dominion is a thing in the scripture where he comes and he, over, he helps you overcome everything. First, he has to overcome it inside of you, and then it no longer bothers you. It no longer torments you. It no, no longer dominates your life and is the forefront. And so God, this, listen, this is key to freedom. So if you understand that God breathed his life into your soul, and then the Holy Spirit made your spirit the spirit man, as long as you're saved, come on, he comes in and, and, and then your soul is regenerated, but also your body is regenerated. I don't care what time says. I don't care what the aches and pains say. I don't care what's happening in this room to any person. I truly believe that really God is trying to build an army. Can I say an army? God's trying to build a church that is absolutely walking in this complete dominion. And do I believe, do I believe that, that we will etern eventually the, the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the, Lord, as the waters cover the sea? Yes. Do I believe that, the, that when Jesus Christ comes, the church will look exactly like him? Yes. So that means God's trying to mature us into that new man. Because you are a new creation. The reality is you've already been given that, that spirit of God inside of you that made you brand new. Brand new. Okay. So let's just, I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation a lot tonight. But I want you to go to John chapter 3. We're going to start there. And I just want to talk to you a few moments about this because I realize that there is so, listen, if you begin to just deep, just, just study the resurrection. If you study the resurrection in scripture, if you study it in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, because Jesus Christ being resurrected is symbolic all through scripture. But when you read Paul, when you read Peter, you realize that, listen, if we do not have the resurrection, Listen, we need to believe, how many believe in the resurrection? Now, you should, but how many really understand what's happening with the resurrection and how that operates in your life? This is where we need to go. Because you've been given this gift of salvation, and with this gift of salvation is everything to life and godliness that Peter says, but you are partakers of that divine nature that I talked about two weeks ago, which brings us into a complete reality that we have no understanding. Okay? We're going to try and open it up a little tonight. So I just liked how it was in the Passion. So I'm going to read out of that. So verse, I said John chapter 3. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Verse 11. And we're just going to read three verses. So it says, I speak, this is Jesus speaking, I speak eternal truths about things I know, things I've seen and, exp seen and experienced. 
and still you do not accept what I reveal. He's talking to Nicodemus, right? If you're, un, if you're unable to believe what I've told you about the natural realm, what will you do when I begin to unveil the heavenly realms? No one has risen into the heavenly realms except the Son of Man who, who also exists in heaven. Now stop, that's heavy right there. Because there's this reality when Jesus was on the earth, I'm telling you, you're modeling Christ on the earth. Because of him, ready, seven inches, came down out of glory, took your place on the cross, complete redemption by his blood, not lacking one thing. We need to preach the gospel. Listen, I'm telling you, when we get a hold of some of this, when we get a hold of what the power of, of resurrection life looks like in you and I, listen, people will be grasping at you, what must I do to be saved? The problem is we're not walking in the fullness of it. Some of us are. Some, there are pockets of people that are, and I, I, I believe this is going to be a place that's going to walk in that. I believe that New England's primed for, for that, that army in Ezekiel that rises up out of the earth, that's risen, that's resurrected, and that's called forth into the earth to go and change the world. And so if we, if we step into this thing about eternal truth, ready? Jesus, it says this, ready? If we read this, it says, while he was on earth ministering, Jesus was also in the spirit realm. It doesn't say that in the scripture, but it does say that. It says he was here and there. And we think we're going to be too heavenly-minded to be to any earthly good, but that's not true. That's a lie from hell because the reality is if you spend time with him, you become more like him. And what he did is he went in and out and in and out and in and out. As a matter of fact, he was there while he was here. That's just the reality of who Christ is. And so you, as a, you have resurrection life already. You're... <laughs> You have resurrection life already. It's not coming to you. It's already been given to you. This is the truth. When you became, when you accepted Jesus Christ, when you gave him lordship, here's the thing. Are we giving him complete lordship? So here's the thing. He wants to restore every part of your life in fullness. So as you're walking as, as a believer, everything is in line, right? My... My marriage is in line. My, all, all the old stuff that used to cause me to stumble and fall and, and make my life a mess, it's, like, it, it's all gone. It's all gone because Jesus came and he saved me. He completely, radically changed me because I'm a brand new creature with a brand new world inside of me. It's the world of heaven. It's, it's the kingdom. It's a life that we live not here and then there, here and then there. No, it's one. So we don't go back and forth, like our minds don't shift back and forth because our soul wants something that we can't get right here, right now. Are you hearing me? Oh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff today. I, I promise you that the Holy Spirit wants to just shift our thinking in such a way, ready? Because he is, he is the one. So he was seated in two places at one time. He's sitting at the table with Nicodemus, yet he's seated in heavenly places. I gotta, you have to get a picture of this, and you're like, well, what is this? How does this help me in my life? It's because you don't live. You live here, but you're moving from there. And so as long as you know that, everything that happened, every trauma that happened, it was already redeemed up here. So you don't have to live and walk in it here. Every time you think of all the things that went wrong, it's already been it's solved in heaven, and so you walk in the reality here, but God wants you to like walk in understanding of it, knowing that not one thing will come and affect you, pull you away from him. There is nothing. There is not one thing that can separate you from the love of God in Christ, and there's complete deliverance in the blood of Jesus. It's not partial. It's not like I got so, so far, and now I'm not complete because I've, I've got some way to go. No, he completed it. You've just got to see the manifestation of it. And we have to believe what the scripture says to us about all these things pertaining to life, 
right? That I walk in righteousness, not because I make myself righteous now, it's because I've been justified. He took care of it all, and I don't have to worry about one more thing because he did it. So I don't have to strive to do it, but I have spiritual disciplines. I, I don't even like the discipline part, but I, I, I really, you, you have to live in a place where you're working the, pre, the presence of God, not to work like anything into something, right? It's not, you're not working to get. You're doing it because you love him so much and you just want to be there. So there's two places at one time and we have this privilege of living in the two places at one time. You're saying, brother, I'm not there. I know. You'll, we'll get there. You'll get there. Ready? So at the same time, so this means to be seated in Christ. Because when I'm seated in Christ, he was already there and here. And as a matter of fact, he's there and here now. Right? We don't see the flesh of Jesus. We don't see the manifestation of the body of Jesus. But wait a second, we do. I see it all over the room. Because you are Christ on the earth. Because you have the same anointing that Jesus had. Because he called you forth into that Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He called you to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. He called you into all that out of Matthew chapter 10. Sorry. But the reality is you're in both places at once. And you say, "I'm, yeah, come on, don't scratch your head. So in the realm of the spirit, heaven and earth are one. Can I say that? Yeah, I'm going to anyway. In the realm of the spirit, the heavens and the earth are one. It's going to be a little mystical. That's okay. But, you know, I talked about 1 Corinthians 2 verses 1, uh, 1 through 10 last, last week, which was the son of man who came from heaven. And in the Aramaic, right, it is this, who is in heaven. That's what happened when he's speaking to uh, Nicodemus. He's saying, I am in heaven, the son of man, in heaven, while I'm talking to you right now. So as we're talking to one another, listen, it's, see, because all of us deal with this, right? The mind. Things begin to shift in our minds as we're talking to people. Either we go, you know, my, my daughter catches me all the time. I'm somewhere else when she's talking. Okay, <laughs> I repent. But the, the reality is most of us are somewhere else when people are talking. You know, it can last for a little while when we're engaged, but sometimes you just drift, right? And so the Lord is, li no, li really, because this is, what, this is what I'm talking to you about today, that the Lord wants us to be in sync with heaven and earth. How do you do that? It's like bivocational, right? I'm trying to learn heaven, and I'm trying to learn the earth all at one time. And God will help you do that, I promise you, because it's, it's a reality that we can live from. And there is that that he's going to help us with. But he was in heaven moving to the earth. So go to Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll keep going, and I'll slow down. I'm going to read out the Passion Translation again. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1, and I'm going to go to verse 6. Now, this is beautiful, really. It says, and his fullness fills you. His fullness fills you. Isn't that, that's an awesome promise right there. If all of Christ's fill, fullness fills me, then what does that look like? For everyone in this room, it's available to you that you can be completely free and separate, right? You can live from heaven to earth because that's how we're supposed to live, from heaven to earth, right? And God, and communion with the Lord goes up and down, right? So even though you were once like corpses. <laughs> That's edifying. Dead in your sins and offenses. It wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world. And it says this, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly, earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. 
Stop for a second. Because here's the deal. The Lord came so that we would be filled with all the fullness, all the light of the gospel, all his power, all his strength, all his grace to do everything on the earth. Yet we were, we were dominated. Were. Everyone say were. You were. You are no longer. Because you are no longer. Because you are walking by the Spirit. Because you're led by the Spirit. Because you're sons of God. So this, but you were dominated. I can tell you my life was dominated. I was filled with devils. Because of my addictions. Because of my all the... I'll just, we'll just say list of addictions, right? Because of all the things I was, I had allowed tentacles to go on to me and was controlling me, all right? And the Holy Spirit, when I became regenerated, come on, somebody, when you're regenerated, you're brand new. And so this, the old things have passed and the, everything becomes new. And I love that because now I'm no longer dominated. And I can tell you that as I was laying in bed shortly after I got saved, I, I went into a complete uh, encounter. I could hear it in the natural. And I was in that in and out of sleep thing. And I, I, I felt I could hear the chains wrapping around my feet and they wanted to pull me out the window, like literally. And I could hear the hounds of hell and all kinds of crazy wild noises. And so, you know, yes, very normal, normal Christianity. So the reality is, I just said, Jesus, that's all I said. And it went, gone. But it was something trying to pull me back into my old life, right? And so here, I bring this because there's this reality, right? You think when you're half asleep, and I'm not saying every dream is from God, but there are things that God is speaking. I can be in like this drift, even in prayer, like half in, half out, and I can sense God, and I can sense demonic things. And so here's where we need to live from. We need to live from the place where light comes and you rebuke the darkness. There, there is this power within you that you don't get stuck in cycles and mindsets that bring you back to the old. Okay, and, and so because you are, you are obeying darkness, because now you're a ch- child of light, you no longer obey darkness. You obey the light. Ready? I'll show you. It's crazy. First John tells me is like basically telling you you don't sin. If you believe, you don't sin. I'm like, wait a second. Because you're a son of God. I'm like, eh? We'll read it after. No, because you have to say, all right, the reality is if I get angry or jealous, those things, guess what? They're sins. If I get intolerant and I get whatever, you know, you just, that's the sin nature coming up. It's the snake. It's the fallen nature. And so we're not living in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. That is the fruit of the Spirit. And it talks about the deeds of darkness. So God wants us to live in the fullness of the Spirit. That looks like amazing fruit of the Spirit, not deeds of darkness. Am I helping you? All right, I hope so. I'm helping myself, anyway. The corruption, verse 3, The corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through the deeds and the desires of the self-life. That's what I was just saying. We lived by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated, living as rebellious children subject to God's wrath like anyone else. See? So you're no longer that. So when something comes and tries to oppress you, the Word of God, the reality of heaven... Know this, that you're living from heavenly places. Just as truth. Ready? Put your hands up. We're going to take that right now. Because I feel like that's something we all need, right? When the enemy comes at us and tries to lie, tries to spread lies. Because he is the accuser, right? And we start thinking things about other people. We start thinking things about ourselves even worse. And so, Father, we just thank you that you just release. We've been completely freed from this right now. God, that there is complete freedom in this room to walk out of here completely set free 
from things that have, have held themselves over us, even, even in past days, but not today, not anymore. We walk in complete divine health in our minds from anything the enemy would try to lie to us about, just trying to taunt us to step into uh, sinful uh, ways. Father, we just ask that you release a grace and a glory that we'd walk and Lord, you'd quicken our spirits when those thoughts come and we'd push them back with the light in Jesus' name. And that's good. Just receive it. And so I really believe this, that as we struggle back and forth with things, God's going to help you. It's God's help. See, it's always, it's always the first thought that pulls us towards something rather than all of a sudden shifting our thinking. Like with, if, if I'd get, I could get seasonally depressed. I'm just being honest. I, I dealt with that. Like sometime around November, it was probably family, could have been lineage stuff. It would just happen. And so I'd have to, my wife would actually be a reminder. Holy Spirit, Lisa. Reminding me, remember, right? No, it was good. It helped, helped train me, Right? But the, the, best, the best thing is that the Holy Spirit helps train you. <laughs> Your wife's there as a helpmate too. But the reality is that all of us have dealt with certain things and they come back to sweep in to try and get another bite. Or you just want another taste of that, don't you? And, and then you just go into disagreement with it. Come on. That's it. All you have to do is disagree. Disagree. It's so simple, but then... Sometimes it's just so hard. I understand. I understand because I went through it. I understand. But God, listen, the Spirit of Christ dominates all those things. Amen. Okay. Verse 4. But God still loved us with such great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy. And I love this. He's so rich in compassion and mercy. We, we, all the time we fight back and forth with all the stuff that we're trying to deal with, but he is so wants to just be beside us and help us. And we, we, this is no more, right? Because listen, the one who breathed into your soul, he's the one that dominates. He brought life to you. And the one who's the Holy Spirit, who you have as a, a helper, he's, he's all about this. And it's the only thing is your flesh, that you need to get in line with certain things because, listen, he dominates that, but he loves us so much. I love this. He loves us. He still loves us with such a great love and such rich compassion. The Lord wants you to win. He's cheering for you. You already won. He's cheering for you. He wants you to absolutely obliterate every time the enemy would come. He's like, just drop kick. Can you just step on him? Remember last week, right? The God of peace will soon, that means very shortly, crush Satan under your feet. You just have to step on him. We'll talk about authority in a minute because power and authority is, is, the, is the go-to of the gospel. It heals the sick. It cleanses the leper. It's, it relieves your mind. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the truth I'm telling you. I'm telling you all truth today. It'll just dominate your life if you allow the Holy Spirit, if you allow the Word of God to dominate your life. We have to allow Him to. So even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, He united us into the very life of Christ and saved us with His wonderful grace. And He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realms. And, and, and it says this, for we are now co-seated as one with Christ. This is awesome news. Ready? He completely dominated everything. As a matter of fact, everything, when he, he said, you are my beloved son in whom I, I'm well pleased. He is the right-handed son. That means he is the son of favor. And when you're seated with him, you are a son and a daughter of favor. That means the favor of God is on you. 
That means you, are, you have the, the living God who's pulling for you and pulling you into his realm, not the other realm. Because you're seated with him. Do you know that? That's the reality that you are seated in heavenly places with him. It's not something that's up there. It's a, a theory. It's not a theory. It's truth. And the only way we can walk in freedom is walking in this life, this newness of life, this new creation reality where you, nothing dominates you from the old. It's all new. And so we, as angels were released in this place today, right? Do you think there's not a battle going on? I know every time we gather, there's a battle going on. It's a matter of who, what, what side we're standing on and where, where, what we're seeing, ready? Because I, I, truly, I truly believe, listen, God, let's just think of it like this. Remember Elisha? Elisha followed Elijah till the end of his life. And he saw him taken up in what? In a whirlwind with what? Horses and fire. One horse and a chariot of fire. It's one horse. And the reality is he was taken up. And it doesn't even say, actually, it doesn't really say that he jumped in the... I always get this picture like he was in the chariot and pictures make it look like that. But they were separated. The Bible says they were separated by the fire of the, and the chariot. They were separated. And so he went his way, but Elijah was taken up in the whirlwind. I don't know what it looked like. I'm looking for the replay. <laughs> Go a couple chapters ahead. We're in the, I think we're in 2 Kings chapter 6. And Elijah, Elisha says to his servant, and he prays for his servant, open his eyes that he might see. And what does he see? He sees many <laughs> chariots with fire and horses of fire. Many. So what happened? There was a multiplication. I'm just, let's just, just go with me. Give me a little liberty. Because when Jesus came, right, it says that greater things than these we will do. <laughs> so I want you to just... Just believe with me for a minute. Greater, because the reality, when, when the, the Holy Spirit came and he gave us the fire from heaven, you received all his goodness, all his glory. You didn't miss one thing. God gave you the full package in the Holy Ghost, right? And it came as tongues of fire. Now, Jesus came. He came to baptize us with fire. But let's just go. Elijah released, they were split by one horse and chariot of fire. Now we've got a mountainside full of horses and chariots of fire. What am I saying to you? I'm saying we are the Elisha generation that has more with us than even the former generation. That means Jesus said, you get multiplied of what I have, the greater. I'm like, how is that even possible? How is that even possible? I'm telling you, when the, when, the, when the last day harvest comes, as it comes, we're going to be so in Christ that whatever we ask, things will be released. That whatever you've been, whatever people you come in contact with that are, that are uh, fighting with demonic spirits or, or sickness or disease or whatever it is, they will be completely and utterly healed. I'm telling you, we're walking in a, in a place in this hour where God is offering this to us, that you don't have to stand outside of it. There's so much more. I'm telling you, it's, it's exponential. Do you understand? I, I know, I keep going like this like I have a screen. <laughs> Listen, if you could see what I could see. <laughs> But I just, I'm so, I feel like this is a, 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 a mission that the Holy Spirit wants to put us in so that we walk in the fullness of who he is. Because, listen, you can't just walk around and, so, you know, like without hunger, like the Lord is going to give us hunger that we engage, that we cut off the things that aren't. And I'm not saying, you know, 
let it be unto you whatever the convictions are. But ask the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, we got to remove certain things to get the fullness. We got to put aside these things so I can get the fullness. That's not being weird. I'm telling you, there's more life in what's ahead for you than, than, than is what we think we're getting held back from. It's like not, it's not about controlling our flesh. It's about grabbing God. Okay. So this thing about being placed and seated is, is really the perfection of God's authority. So I'm talking about that with Elisha, and it's this authority now. The authority upgrade happened because he got... You know, he, he did double the miracles. Some say it was, you know, Elijah did eight, and others say it was 16. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. There was a double. There was a double portion. And I feel like with Jesus, it's not about a double portion. It's like what's, there is no limit. It, there is no limit. Because if he's given perfect authority to us, it's perfect authority. It's not almost authority. It's not tampered with authority. It's full authority. And God wants you to walk in this. So it's, we've ascended with him into this glorious perfection. Can I say that? Because it's, that's the reality. You live it, almost, because, because of what he did. When the Father looks at you, he sees perfect union. not buying it. I know someone would have shouted. When he, when he did what he did on the cross and you walk in full resurrection life, right? When he did what he did and you, you are free from sin now, he's made you perfect before him. That's a hard one, but you got to really get that, that he made you perfect. That doesn't give us license to be knuckleheads but it does give us this, this incredible encouragement that, God, you look at me every day and you see me as a perfect son. That'll make you messed up. Okay. So if, if, we, if you were raised with Christ, then you identify in his resurrection. And he's been raised? That means you've been raised. I know it it's, actually sounds really simple, right? But I, I want, just put your hands up again. Lord, Lord, I pray for every mind in this place because really we ask, Holy Spirit, that you give us the reality of this, that we would really take it home. Lord, that we would, we would even dream into it. Lord, that we would go into visions about it, God. And it doesn't all have to be supernatural, but the truth would set us free. Every bit of truth would set us free. There would be no limitations because you came to bring us into places with no limitations. God, I thank you that there is unlimited uh, anointing that you've given to us that's available to us. Lord, it's, it's for us. And we shut our minds out of the things that keep us from that. We shut it down. We break it right now in Jesus' name. That's your Holy Spirit. So there, I'm, I'm just going to say this, you have to have a yearning. God, we yearn to live in this reality. Father, I pray that it re it's released over all the people tonight. Father, all the people that, that weren't able to get here today. Father, we thank you that you're giving us a, a yearning for this resurrection life to be manifest in our lives. In Jesus' name. So he's enthroned at the right hand of the Father. So we, have, we identify with the resurrection and, he, and we identify with the fact that we're seated with Christ. I, I see it like this. I would, I'll sit on Bobby. That's how I feel like. I feel like this is how it is, right? You sit into someone. Like I go sit on his lap, but I go right into him. And I've had visions. I've seen the Lord do this, like walk, step into me. Because he wants you to have this reality. You are in Christ Jesus. That doesn't mean you are Jesus, but you are in Christ. You are in all of who he is, and every part of who he is is inside of you, as I said last week. And so that this divine union is amazing. We just must believe it. 
you just must believe it. It has to be a belief system. And all the, all the old system needs to break and be broken. Because if we don't get this, we're missing the whole thing. It is about the resurrection and only the resurrection. It is about the cross and only the cross. All these other things that, that Paul wrote, that Peter wrote, all these things are just added things to help us because we need a manual. But I'm telling you, it's all about the, the resurrection and the cross, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. There is nothing else. I said this last week, and there's such power on it. If we could just grab it, eat it, partake of it every day. You can't just, you can't take a break. <laughs> it's like high intensity training. You just don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. One more set. I'm lying. There's two more sets. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm telling you, this is how we have to be. And it's not a striving, it's just this yearning, God, I want to be like that. I want to be like you. I want to look like you. I want to, my heart, it's like when Fernando was up here, like when, the, when that softness of, of Jesus comes, I just, I just want, God, just mess me up. I'll cry for three hours on the floor. Whatever you do, don't try to hold it back. Whatever you do, don't try and hold back. Don't do it. You need all of him. So the, his throne, it's signifying just honor and, and favor and the, of the firstborn son, like you are God's <laughs> firstborn son. I know that's, that's tough, guys. It's like the, wrap your head around it because we get weird. We don't want to be, well, that's Jesus. No, he is you. He came that you would have him. And all of him. And so when we say that we're his firstborn, we're the firstborn. We, we, we partake in the firstborn blessing that Jesus did. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And you can't live without it. You shouldn't be living without it. And so it's all about, it's a place of power. It's the place of authority. It's the place of honor. It's the place of humility. It's the place of of passion for the loss. It's the place where everything is received because when the Father comes and He touches you, He wants to speak words to you. He wants to speak life into you. He wants to re re absolutely recreate everything inside of you. There's all, when, when Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven being inside you, it's actually a whole new world that's inside of you living. <laughs> so where is heaven? Heaven's here really, but it's there, but it's here, but it's there, but it's everywhere, right? It's everywhere. It's the Lord is everywhere, and you just plug into wherever he is. So it doesn't matter if I'm sent to, to China or, or if I'm sent to Texas or I'm sent to Florida, wherever. If I'm sent to Haverhill or Bradford or wherever it is, God is there with you and you plug into what is in heaven inside of you. It's all inside of you. So you died. Right? Remember the thing about the corpse? Yeah, you died. You're, you're dead. You're gone. Say bye. bye. You're gone. And the new you is alive. And the only one that's there is you and Jesus. And so we need to live from that, right? Your death and your life are both hidden in the Messiah, in God. That means you've severed from the ties of this life. So every lie, every time there's lies coming, every time there's doubt coming... Every time there's unbelief coming, you sever yourself from that life. Yeah. Did we turn the heat off or what's happening? I feel like I'm cranking up now. Whew. Sorry. All right, we'll go to First Peter, and I'll try and bring it in for landing. Where are we? Oh, we're good. First Peter, chapter 1. I'm 
reading from the New King James finally. First Peter chapter one, verse three. Did I say that? Okay, you there? Blessed be the God of our and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy, there it is again. Paul said it, now Peter reiterating it. Abundant mercy. <laughs> I can't live. You can't live without mercy. We need mercy. I need lots of mercy. Ask my wife. I need lots of mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. And here's what happens. Because of this abundant mercy, he has begotten us. According to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again to, the, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved for you in heaven, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. Ready? You like this part, right? Though now, for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than, that, than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, to whom having not seen, you love. Ha. Because we don't see. Remember, he's at, he's at the resurrection, and he's talking to these guys. He just walked through the wall, freaked them out, and said, blessed are those who believe because they don't see. <laughs> so Jesus wants to come in on you. Even though you don't see him working, he's always working, right? Where was I? Eight. Whom having not seen you love, yeah. Though now... You did not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, that's the salvation of your souls. Ready? So there's this crazy, there's, we have this unbelievable truth that newborn believers, that we are filled with all the fullness of God, right? That's what it said before. And, and here, he says he has begotten us again to a living hope. It's li literally the language is, God birthed you. It wasn't something else happened, and then you were birthed. Or God recycled you. It was God birthed you, and he birthed you again. Remember, because he created who you are in your situation, in your family, whether you, did, whether you grew up in a family that knew the Lord or didn't, he, he put you in that place and said, watch what I do. And then as he was doing that, boom, later on, when you really, whether you were four or 24, it doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit came and met you and changed everything, and God birthed you again. This is why I said you have to understand when I say that God breathed into Adam or breathed into man, and he became a living being. That is your soul and the regeneration of your soul and God touching you and bringing complete salvation to your life. Complete salvation. That means your, your body, your soul, your spirit, because healing is in the blood. Healing is in salvation. Healing is in all these things, right? All these things. Deliverance is in salvation. Whoa, what was that? Electronic things just, you know, sometimes. So that was... So then the God of this world has been extinguished, and now we have Jesus from heavenly places now empowering us to walk and excel in life. What is resurrection life? When you live in the power of God, when you live because of what he did through salvation, when you receive salvation 
God's power has been dwelling inside of you. He's walking with you. His divine nature is inside of you. We walk in this way, and then now, now, you excel in life. You excel in life. You say, it doesn't look like it. Wait a minute. As you become a disciple, as you, be, as you continue to walk in truth, as you continue to move in, in God, and as you continue to yearn for the Holy Spirit to come and meet you and give you wisdom and knowledge and understanding, we walk and we live and we move and we have our being in Him. It's just, it's, you ha- God will do it. Just believe with me. Just believe with me. Something's going to, that every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus was given to you, not for far, far away. Yet some of it is, some of it will be, but for now. That you live in this place where the Holy Spirit is giving you every spiritual blessing in Christ and that you walk in that. It's not a far off. It's right here. It's, it's all inside of you. And so why? He gives us the word so that we can live in truth, so we devour the truth, so that we look at the truth, that whether it's osmosis, however it works, but sometimes it's like, God, I need you to help me. I understand the truth. And so God is trying to unpack truth for your life. Secondly, I, I, the, the results of new birth is this in, eternal inheritance. He's given you everything. So that's, that's the same thing, right? This is now available by faith. Now, by faith is a funny word. Two words. But the reality is we, everything's by faith. I receive it by faith. I want to live in it by faith. Listen, faith is ignited in belief systems. Listen, when, we, when, when the Holy Spirit gets on your mind, I'm telling you, it's all got to do with up here, the gray matter. You know, it was, uh, I don't know, I think I was watching, I think it was Jeff Jansen that was talking about Bob Jones' prophecy, but it was Bob Jones' prophecy that was spoke about the, the, the battle between the gray and the blue, the Confederate and the Union. And we want to walk in divine union. This is what we're talking about. Because when you're walking in resurrection life, you're walking in divine union. The gray, the confederate, is the rebellious. It's the rebels. It's the gray mind. It's the gray matter. It's the gray mind, the natural mind that battles against the spirit. And so God is, there will be a civil war in the church. And it's happening right here, right now. No, really, it, there is. There's a battle that goes on in our minds. And we, we need to, God's trying to flush out all the gray and bring us into the blue union. Revelation. Revelation is for you. So when he's talking about guarding, ready? Where did it say that? Reserved for you in heaven. That's what it said. Being reserved for you in heaven, it means that God is already guarding it. It's a military turn. That things are already set apart for you, and it is waiting, and it's in a stockade. It's not going anywhere, and it's waiting for you to grab. It can't be stolen. It can't be taken. It can't be brought somewhere else. The Lord wants to do it in your life now. And so there's this revelation of an army garrison stationed to defend a city. That is what God has reserved for you in heavenly places. It can't be stolen. It can't be broken. It's always there, and it's ready for you. So God is unveiling to us in this hour the new birth and the life of hope because you want to walk in this life in hope, right? And God the God of the resurrection is giving us hope in life to excel in life, and he has begotten us again. That means rebirth, meaning to regenerate you and to make you change from fallen nature to the new nature in God. You've been made sons of God, right? Galatians 3, 26 says, you don't even have to look. I'll just run through these. You are sons of God through Jesus Christ. Galatians 3, 26 John 1, 12, men, as many as be, has received him, to them he has given the right to become children of God. How many know you've been given a right? If you've been given the right, are you, are you using the right? 
Are you using that right? And then this one, 1 John 3, 9. This is the one I was talking about before. Whosoever has been born of God doesn't sin. When you became born again, you became perfect and clean before the Lord, right? And his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Now, come on, that's a victory verse for everyone in this room. That means because you've been born again, because you live by the Spirit of God, because you're walking in divine nature, God is giving you a life that is sinless if you choose to walk in that way. Oh, that's that perfection thing. And we go, no, well, I'll straddle the line on that for a bit. No, God's given this truth, so we walk in the truth. I'll leave with this. I'll leave. I'll stop. First Peter. I'm reading it in the Passion Translation. And it's verses 7 through 9. First Peter 1, 7 through 9. But these only reveal the sterling core of your faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes or even gold refined by fire. Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory, and honor when Jesus, the anointed one, is revealed. You love him passionately, although you've not seen him. But though you believe in him, you are saturated with an ecstatic joy and indescribable sublime and immersed in glory. For you are reaping the faith, reaping the harvest of your faith, the full salvation promised to you, your soul's victory. And this is where we need to live from, right? God has given you ecstatic joy. Everyone in this room, you don't. You shouldn't be walking baptized in pickle juice or lemon juice. Don't do that. Don't do that. The Holy Spirit has given you joy and unspeakable joy, full of glory. He wants you to live from that place ecstatic. That means depression. That means anxiety. That means melancholy stuff that we deal with. It has no place because the love of God has made us full joy, like the truth and, and fire of God pushes us into the realms of heaven. So God's word, his truth, his fire brings conviction. Ready? Just embrace conviction. It's become a bad thing in the church as of lately. It's a good thing. It's the Holy Spirit. When he convicts you, I run to him. That's what happens. So when I'm, when I'm dealing with stuff, God's saying, and he's poking his finger on it, just dive. I'm like, just dive, hit the dirt, hit the carpet. Instead of struggling, no, I don't want to let that go. I'll, I'll just wrestle with the thoughts. No. God wants to get it. Just let him have it, right? And it brings order to disorder, right? Because the Holy Spirit's here to bring order to all the disorder in our lives. And all the things that have been, it's going to stop the disintegration of our lives. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is stopping that in your body, in your destiny. What's happening with the destiny that God's put on your life? He's bringing it back to life. He's bringing it back in order. He's bringing it back to a place where you live and you, and you operate out of all the things that he's called you to, in your bodies, in your minds. And he brings his holiness to replace lawlessness in our hearts and souls. And that's what I want to live from, right? It's not a bad word. It's God's goodness over your life. He wants you to live in holy, blameless lifestyle, right? He's called you blameless. He's already called you blameless. He's already, I said it before, he looks and he sees a perfect son, but he wants you to live from that place where you operate and you, your lifestyle is like this. Listen, when holiness comes, I'm telling you, when, and it's not something that we... Ah, it's like the Zadok priesthood. We just minister before the Lord. And you minister before the Lord, you become, you come in with him. 
and you allow him to just touch you. He will allow the, the glory of what's on Jesus Christ to come on you. He was perfectly holy. He was, there was nothing. He was the spotless lamb. And the, and the Lord is trying to cause the church to be the spotless, pure bride. It's, it's got to happen before the end. It has to. It has to. And it's not about doing things. Paul said it like this. He said, I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. I will be, I will be one with him in his sufferings and I will be like him in his death. Only then will I be able to experience the complete oneness with him in his resurrection and resurrection from the realm of death. Philippians 3.10. That's the Passion Translation, too. So listen, let's just stand, maybe just play something, and I don't... The Lord will... I just want the Lord to really touch you guys. And if you feel this insatiable need to come up, that's fine. But I just, I feel like there's something in the, in the atmosphere that you can just take. So God, will you let, just, I'm asking Father right now that you let, allow right now in our spirits just the reality of your resurrection life. Lord, that we won't be seated on this earth, God. We'd be seated in heavenly places. Lord, we'd be seated and enthroned with you. Lord, I thank you for your favor the right hand son on every person in this place. I thank you for your divine nature that's been placed on every person in this room right now. I thank you that we live from heavenly places. We don't live from this earth. Lord, we live from the reality of heaven. And God, we take authority. Lord, I take authority. I thank you. We've been given this privilege, Lord, to live seated with you, God. Right with you. We identify with you right where you are, right where you're seated, right next to the Father. Seated in the place of power and authority. Lord, we take authority over every single thing. right now, in a, in a whole group right now, that would dominate our thoughts, God. We blow the fog that would clutter our minds, that would keep us from embracing all of you, God. And we thank you, God, that you're bringing us into this reality where we live in the truth, where we abide in you. Where you dismantle everything that's held us back from, I call forth people's destinies. Lord, would you restore destinies in this room, God, right now? Would you, would you bring them into a brand new light? Lord, would you open our eyes that we would see that, Lord, you have brand new things for us. Lord, we thank you for your divine nature. Lord, let it be manifest in everyone in this place. Lord, I thank you for all authority, all dominion and power. Lord, we thank you for the place of divine privilege. We don't take privilege with some type of unsanctified grasp, Father. We just thank you that you've given us privileges as sons and daughters in this room. Lord, renew us in our inner man. 
We just speak to everything that would be ailing anyone in this room in their body, Father, right now. We just declare it right now. Everything from, from anything going on in our minds to those things going in our physical bodies, Lord. We speak to those things right now. There's complete healing. There's complete freedom, God, in this place. There's complete restoration. It's complete. We thank you for the cross and the power. We love you, God. thank you that you are seated. We keep our eyes fixed on you. And there's nothing that separates us from what you're to do in the days ahead. Lord, we step into it. We just make a motion to step into you. Lord, we break just every spirit of poverty that would keep us in lack, God. In our bodies, our minds, and our spirit. I just break that power right now that there be a free flow. Of your abundant spirit that moves in the church, God. That moves in families, God. That moves in individuals, God. Completely changing atmospheres. And we'll be good stewards with it, Lord. We're going to steward well. In Jesus' name.